Well, back with another edition of our Preps Podcast. It's Kyle Nednerip again, joined by Logan Hunt of the Mick Network. And uh, we are on to week four now. And, and Logan, we missed a week last week because the, uh, the holiday kind of set me back a little bit. And uh, we skipped last week, but back again. And there's a lot to talk about. And let's just start right off with, with a, a great game that you saw Friday night. Pike uh, came up one two-point conversion away uh, from upsetting Ben Davis, a 35-34 game. Really a game Ben Davis... Uh, really needed to have. They, they lost two games to Brownsburg and Avon. Uh, now they're able to get a win on the in their first uh, Mick game, and uh, you know you really felt like you know with the, with a, a big group of seniors back from last year's team that that went through a three and seven season, uh, this would maybe be a, a team that could rebound a little bit. And and again, they've kind of had some struggles through three weeks, but they beat a Pike team who I think is probably better than than people thought going in and able to, to squeak out a win on Friday night on the last play of the game. Yeah, I mean, that was a game that, that really went back and forth the entire way uh, with those two teams. It was a game that, like I said, with, with Pike getting a new coach coming in with Coach Etch there now, it was, it was a question of, of when, when are they going to kind of get back on the upswing. And it's only taken a couple games to, to be toe-to-toe with their West Side rival. I mean, Ben Davis uh, made some careless mistakes, but there was plenty of scoring to go through out there. And uh, it came down, like I said, to a two-point conversion. I mean, uh, we saw Ben Davis missed an extra point earlier, came back, got a two-point conversion of their own uh, in the fourth quarter, and that ended up being one of the main differences. Pike decided to go for the win, and a little bit of a bizarre play there at the end. But still, uh, I like the guts trying to go for it there, you know, on the road going for it. And uh, we know that the Red Devils, that their defense had gotten much better uh, from, from last year, and now their offense showed that they can put some points on the board if the Seidella really lighten it up, showing his arm. Yeah, that was a, a big win for Ben Davis, and and kind of the biggest game in the Mick last week, I would say, would would be the uh, Carmel Center Grove game, and Carmel uh, comes away with a twenty to fourteen win, a, a really a defensive game, which you expected going into it. Again, no Carson Steele for Center Grove; he he missed another, the third week in a row. And because we missed last week's podcast, I, I covered the uh, New Pal Center Grove game the week before, and uh, New Pal again uh, able to beat Center Grove twenty eight to nine in that game. I kind of did a little bit of a behind the scenes story with New Pal, followed them uh, throughout the night, was in the locker room, and did some really fun stuff uh, with that. And again, that shows uh, you know I think just how good New Pal is. Again, Center Grove kind of like last year that game. The final score, I think, was probably a little bit misleading. I think it was closer than a 28-9 game, uh, even though New Pal did really control the second half. Center Grove had their chances to score uh, more than three field goals and, and just couldn't quite do it. Uh, but but four, uh, you know, four turnovers for Center Grove against Carmel again, and it makes you kind of wonder a little bit about their offense um, and, and you consider the opponents, too. This, this has been a really tough uh, stretch. Uh, Center Grove had a Warren the first week, mm-hmm. New Pal the second week, Carmel the third week, and the, and the Warren and Carmel games, again, were, were very close games. But now you're sitting here for the first time since 1989, uh, Center Grove is sitting at 0-3. And, and, uh, and now the schedule at least, uh, I think, lightens up somewhat, although Ben Davis comes into their house uh, Friday, I'm sure hungry and, and looking to knock them <laughs> off uh, and send them to 0-4. But uh, but what do you make of the Center Grove start so far? And, and a little bit similar to last year, although last year they were able to beat Carmel that third week. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a little bit concerning, like you said. I mean, it, it is a little bit like last year, but we know how last year turned out for them. I mean, they were all the way down one play away from from kind of mm-hmm. taking it to Warren Central on their home turf and making it state. So uh, this 
the, the question is, is this team, how different is this team when Carson Steele does come back if he comes back and when that is? Uh, once once he gets back in there, uh, those turnovers gonna going to drop significantly because we've seen a lot of fumbles and, and just kind of carelessness from some of their younger players who are sophomores and have really good futures ahead of them. I mean, they're, they're already running real well, but... Uh, it's they, they have to figure out a way to limit those turnovers offensively because we've seen plenty of times you start looking at the total yardage they're right there with their opponent they just they march it down the field and then turn it over mm-hmm. and if they if they if they can limit those uh, I can guarantee you they'll they'll win some more games I mean they they lose by six to Carmel they lose by a touchdown to Warren I mean and New Pal he said it was a, it was a lot closer than than just a three you know getting three field goals there so. Uh, it, it's a team that just once they limit those turnovers are going to get better. And, and we always know Center Grove improves throughout the year. Uh, I'm not terribly concerned for Center Grove. I think that they'll, they'll be around. They'll be around yeah. come playoffs time. They'll it, be there. And they have, they have tons of talent on that team. You can ask the three opponents that they faced. All of those teams, like you mentioned, Warren, Carmel, Newpal, have all spent time at number one in their respective class at some point this season, too. And Dylan Downing, again, another good game for Carmel. Had 115 rushing yards. That Carmel passing game hasn't really gotten gotten going much yet. Uh, between the two quarterbacks, just, I believe, right about 46 passing yards. Uh, so not much out of the passing game from Carmel. But, again, really good defense like we expected. And now the the running game seems to get be getting going after that Trinity loss in week one. Uh, Dylan Downing's had two really good games the past two weeks. Uh, Zach White uh, returned and, and played a little bit on Friday night after missing the first two games. And, and so you know that running game is going to be there. Uh, for Carmel and Carmel goes to Pike this week, so a, a chance for them uh, to to uh, probably move to three and one. And and uh, Center Grove is host, like I said, hosting Ben Davis uh, this coming week. So that'll be an interesting game to to see if Ben Davis can can uh, kind of get some momentum going from that win against Pike. Uh, I was at the Lawrence Battle of Lawrence on Friday night. The uh, the game at Lucas Oil Stadium was a late start. It was a uh, you know, they played the two middle school games, ran a little bit late, and I think we started about 8.45. And then it was a long <laughs> game. It was about a three-hour, probably right at a three-hour game. Uh, a lot of scoring, a lot of penalties, a lot of, a lot of big plays. Uh, but, again, Lawrence Central does it for the 15th consecutive time. I think it was the, the 12th consecutive year um, in this, if you just count the regular season games, the trophy game. Uh, so, again, Lawrence Central, and I, I thought this was a – I thought it'd be a good game. I thought it'd be high scoring and kind of uh, you know up and down, uh, but I, I thought Lawrence North going in was a little bit probably the favorite in this game. Lawrence Central got up twenty seven seven. It looked like it might be a, a running clock type of game, and then Lawrence North comes back in the second half, gets it to three, and then I thought a huge play it was a fourth and seven. Uh, Jason Graves scrambles out to his left and makes a throw back across his body, kind of back towards the middle of the field, which you're not really probably supposed <laughs> to do. Uh, that's at least what the uh, you know the TV commentators always say. On t- you know, they throw throw back against the grain into traffic, and he he got it into a tight window. Great pass, and that kind of kept the drive alive. They were able to go on top by ten. And you know, talking to Pat Mallory after the game, you know that was the play. You know, they felt like if they could stop him there. They had the ball about almost close to midfield. They had all the momentum. The offense was starting to really click, running the ball well, and passing with uh, with Donovan McCauley. They got some big plays out of the passing game. And Omar Cooper, man, he had uh, four touchdown catches. He is he's going to be something else for that team. But uh, you just wonder, Logan, you know, will this ever happen for Lawrence North? It's just, just got to be so frustrating. 
And this year you come in and LC, you know, you feel like you're going to have a better team. Then they bring in Jason Graves because uh, Jimmy Graves comes over as offensive coordinator. And the new guy is the, completely the difference in the game. So you, you probably feel like you would have beat him if he's not there. And he is there, of course, uh, transferred in from Pike. But uh, a good win for Lawrence Central in, a, in a, what could be a really demoralizing loss for Lawrence North. Absolutely. Cause it, it felt like, if, if not this year, when? When will Lawrence North uh, uh, take over Lawrence Central? He said it's been it's been a long streak that's gone in favor of the Bears. And, and who would have thought, you know, that Jason Graves would have been the deciding yeah. factor? Uh, I remember I was listening on my way back from the Carmel Center Grove game on the radio, and, and I heard the commentators on there saying, all right, Warren Central's going for it here, you know, back it throws against his body and going nuts with the catch. So it was, that, that was the big-time play, and Jason Graves has been absolutely lighting up, throwing up monstrous numbers, even in the two losses that the Bears had previous. But it's a lot like last year for the Bears, too. Maybe this is the game that jump-starts their season, mm-hmm. where they, they, start, they start coming out there and playing really solid football, and... Uh, this this could be something new for them and for Lawrence North. How do you put it behind you? Because they have some big games coming up as well. You know, with Carmel and Warren Central uh, right on the slate, just around the corner. Yeah, Lawrence Central uh, hosts Warren on on Friday, and this is a team that's that's flawed. Obviously, they're they're not uh, they don't have the depth of of some of those top teams, but they do have a quarterback that can really light it up, and they they don't run the ball particularly well, and you know, they they struggled with that again Friday actually. Uh, until the second half got a little bit going, but but really, you know, it comes down to can Jason Graves make plays. The defense, I thought, played fairly well for the most part of that game. Uh, Lawrence North kind of got them on their heels a little bit late, uh, but Lawrence North, I think, really this week they go to North Central on uh, Friday night, and uh, you know that's a game where you know Lawrence North could really use a win because then you're running into Carmel, Ben Davis, you know Warren, and Center Grove. The yeah. next four weeks is just absolutely brutal. Uh, so North Central is a team that, again, they're they're uh, struggling to score points. They got that good win against HSE after the the loss to Fishers and then lost to Warren Friday night, twenty eight to seven. So maybe a game Lawrence North can win. Uh, you, you feel like they really need it, uh, confidence wise. But uh, you know, th- I, it's an improved team, and we've seen them be improved the last few years. They just can't quite get over that hump. Yeah, and this North Central team uh, touched on it before. They. They're another team that has to limit their turnovers. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, they gave up 28, but one of those was on a fumble return touchdown. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that, that defense is really strong for North Central, really is. Uh, they, they they just have their backs against the wall sometimes because of costly turnovers. And once that offense learns to take care of the ball and can move it down the field a little better, I think North Central can start putting a couple more wins in that column there and, and start getting, getting back on the right path of, of what last year looked like. Uh, but that defense is is really strong for North Central, and but they've 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 just struggled to take care of the ball. And once they figure that out, I think they're going to be a tough team to beat come sectional time. Yeah, Kobe Moore had uh, 203 passing yards in that game for Warren. Uh, like you said, Jaden Perkins' 100 yard fumble return kind of got the scoring uh, started for Warren in that game, and kind of what we expected uh, from Warren as far as being really strong defensively. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what they've they've uh, hung their hats on so far. Uh, in this season, and, and again, a good you know Randy Wells. I'm going to write about him this week. Uh, has been a good, uh, solid running back for for uh, Warren, and kind of gives you that that they always have good running backs. It seems like and he's kind of the next in line. Uh, so Warren, the next couple weeks on the road, they go to Lawrence Central and Ben Davis, and then back home against Pike. So so they've got some. Uh, tough games, a tough couple tough road games ahead of them, and uh, of course Carmel that uh, October 11th game everyone will be looking forward to as well. But uh, what, what do you make through three weeks? 
worn about kind of what you thought they would be or maybe even a little bit better? Uh, I would say Warren actually is a little bit better. I think Randy Wells, like you said, he's been consistent for, for Warren Central. That's been the main thing. They needed some consistency with uh, breaking in a new quarterback right before the mm-hmm. season started. And I think Kobe Moore has done a phenomenal job with the hand he was dealt coming in. And uh, he's just a great athlete out there. And, and we've seen the progress and progression uh, through three weeks. I mean, every week it seems like he's gotten a little bit better. He's made some better reads, made some better throws. We're seeing him grow right in front of our eyes. So... Uh, I think Warren Central is still a, a team that, that could uh, be down at Lucas Oil Stadium. I think it's still a team that needs to get better in order in order to do that. But we're, we're seeing the growth, and, and that defense has gotten a little bit better as well. I mean, their, their secondary is great. It's really hard to pass on them, and uh, that, that's what's kept them in some games down the stretch. But uh, we're, we're seeing them get even better, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see, though, how they play on the road with mm-hmm. their first road game coming against Lawrence Central. How is this team gonna gonna play uh, in hostile territory? Yeah, this team's a little bit more like I was trying to remember in the years 2013, Jason West's first year uh, when they won state and they were more of a defensive team. They won a bunch of close games in the once the sectional started. I think every game was like a touchdown or so, and uh, they were able to win state okay. that year with a really good defense. Uh, this team probably is is a little bit better, I would say, even than that one was. But uh, it's going to be tough. I mean, they've they've got a tough road, obviously, ahead of them. And uh, you know, I think if they can keep playing the way they're playing defensively, you know, their running game is going to be pretty good. And, and Kobe Moore is going to get better. I mean, as the season goes along, he's going to continue to get better. And I think a good thing with that, they kind of just know who they are. You know, they know the way they have to play. They know how to win. They've got guys who know how to win. Uh, Logan, let's t- you know outside of the the Mick, um, the, I wrote about it on Monday. Uh, the Hoosier Crossroads Conference is is you have to give them some love because they're they're having a great season as a conference and kind of the marquee matchup this week, uh, Brownsburg a- against Avon. You know, and that that game, uh, a lot of kind of underlying storylines there, and, and namely was the game last year in the in the sectional when Avon beat Brownsburg thirty eight to nothing and. Uh, you know, really just hammered them. So Brownsburg goes back to that same place, and I know it's not for the sectional title, but it, I think it's a big deal uh, confidence-wise. Can we go to Avon? How are we going to stack up with these guys? And I would, uh, you know, I, I think Brownsburg's just as good as Avon. You know, if not, you know, they might even have a little bit more uh, at the skill positions uh, than Avon. But you know, Avon knows who they are. You know, that, that Mark Bless does this every year. They're they're ranked number one in the AP poll. Uh, coming off a good win over HSC 35-27. They led that game uh, by more than by three touchdowns until late. Uh, so, so you know, Henry Hessen's doing a great job of quarterback. They, they've got they've got the kind of team that, that can make a deep run. Brownsburg's going to come in there looking to, to knock them off. And uh, I think this game could be a lot of fun on Friday night. No, it's, it's definitely hard to dispute that uh, Avon might be the best team in, in Class 6A. Uh, I think they, they, they've shown, for the most part, that they can play with their dominating wins the first two weeks. And like I said, they are up the majority of the game there against HSC and, and led up there at the end. But Henry Essen can really sling that ball. And their front seven is as good as anyone's in the state as well. I mean, they have some size there as well. It's not just uh, scoring a lot of points. They, they, they can stop anybody defensively. Their offensive line is, is real strong as well. I mean, that's... That, that's a tough place to win, and it seems like Avon always, like you said, they know who they are. They they run the, they run the system that they run, and they get it done. They have true winners on their team, and uh, they kind of have Brownsburg's number. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is. It, it might be more of a mental game than a physical game out there. Uh, Brownsburg 
those having a great year. I thought the polls were a little harsh on them when they lost to St. X and right. they dropped them a couple spots for losing to an out-of-state team right. on the road. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I, I don't know, it was a little harsh on them, but you know, I think Brownsburg is going to be coming for for some revenge, like you said. And I'm just hoping that Week Four gives us good weather. I don't want another Week Four from last year where you. it was an absolutely tsunami out there and no one could throw the ball. You could barely run the ball. You could barely see the ball. Yeah. I mean. I just want good weather this week four because this is the matchup that we always look forward to with Avon and Brownsburg. You're right, and I was going to mention that because I covered that game last year at Brownsburg and was up in the box. You couldn't even hardly see out the window to see what was going on. Uh, Warren, or I'm sorry, uh, Brownsburg won that game actually, but it was very vanilla. Uh, Avon, uh, Samson James was was a not really a part of that game. Um, you know, they didn't pass very much, really. It was it was not, you know, you almost felt like Avon's like, all right, you can have, you know, we're, we're okay with getting out of here uh, with no more injuries, and, and uh, you know, we'll we'll see you again in, in the sectional, and that's what happened. But uh, not that they're ever final losing, but but it was just not the typical football game. It was just that the rain and the, the wind. It was t- it was not not uh, not fitting, I guess, of what you would hope for on Friday night. But you know, this Brownsburg team, I think, you know, even talking to the guys in the in the preseason. You know they've got a chip on their shoulder. John Hart constantly reminds them of that that <laughs> game last year. I mean, so this is going to be, you know, this week is going to be ramped up even more. Um, they're just going to have to play with. Uh, you can't go in there too hyped up and, and and try to win on every single play. I mean, you just have to be able to do your job, and that's what they've done this year. I, I think Ben Easters has been as good as advertised. You know, in, in the Franklin Central game Friday. 14 for 19 for 222 yards is about as good as you could you could hope for. I mean, that's very efficient. Uh, he had, I believe, it was three touchdown passes in that game. Uh, and then uh, Donovan Marcus, who is always you know very solid at running back at 87 yards on the ground against a good Franklin Central's defense is, is always the strength of their team. So uh, to put up 41 points against Franklin Central is impressive and you know, I, I feel like this is a game that could really go either way and, and uh, haven't made a, a pick on that game yet, but uh, that'll be a hard one to pick because I could I could really see a lot of things happening there. I think I'll give you maybe a little insider, just, you know, a little love. I'll say maybe maybe whatever the score is, it's by one point. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I think it's going to be a close one between these two this time around. I'm not sure this is going to be another 38-0 uh, blowout. No, I would be disappointed if that was <laughs> if that happened on Friday night. But uh, get out to a game on Friday, and that would be, you know, if you don't have a rooting interest anywhere, uh, that would be a good one to hit. Yeah. Another good one to hit would be uh, Chittard, uh playing Cathedral. That game's at Arlington, and... Oh. You know, Logan, I think that is, you know, I, I had a hard choice between, you know, going to that one or Brownsburg-Avon, but uh, Cathedral is better than they were last year. Chittard is, is obviously, they're, they're just uh, putting a number on everyone they play against. So they go in 3-0. and They beat Cathedral last year, and Cathedral is 2-1, and and, uh, you know, they're coming off a tough loss. Again, kind of like Brownsburg, they go over to Cincinnati and, and lose, and, you know, when you're playing Elder and Moeller and teams like that and St. Xavier, I mean, no shame in those losses. Cathedral lost in overtime. Uh, but Oren Edwards is having a heck of a year so far already uh, through three games. Uh, Chittard's uh, Kyle Cheek, who's coming in as a first-year starter, doing a great job at quarterback for them. Uh, should should be a fantastic atmosphere out at Arlington, and 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 these two rivals, uh, you know, seem like you go back forever. Uh, a lot a lot of uh, 
familiar names on both sides. So that that should be a real fun game Friday. And and again, uh, kind of a bragging rights type yeah. of a game. Right now, Shatard's got the bragging rights in that in that rivalry. Yeah, it, it, it's a fun one, and it feels like uh, the high school football is adapting like the BCS style points because that's what Shatard's doing to teams. Yeah. I mean, they're just they're just running them out of the water, and they're they're killing them right now. So. Uh, I think I think Chatard right now has an even better team than we saw last year, which is a little scary because uh, because uh, they're going to they're going to look to take it to Cathedral. We mentioned Oren Edwards. I mean, part of the three thousand yard club, and, mm-hmm. and that's very distinguished honors to get at Cathedral High School. So, uh, no shame in playing out of out of state teams. It makes you better, I believe, and I'm a firm believer in that. And that's what Cathedral always does. They always get better throughout the year. Always well coached. You know, it's going to be a, a grinded out type game and. When bragging rights are on the line, when it's a rivalry, you can throw all the records out the door and everything else. And you got two great teams like Cathedral and Chatard. Uh, it's a tough. That's a tough pick to go to go with. Uh, two great games there: Chatard Cathedral and said Brownsburg Avon. Uh, plenty of choices to go to out there in high school football on Friday night. Yeah, name to watch is Andrew Sawinski had three touchdown passes. Uh, they beat Ron Colley fifty-three to seven on Friday, and that game was. Uh, uh, all of a sudden, it kind of it was a close game in the first half, and then all of a sudden, Shatar just turned it on and, and I think scored four touchdowns in, in less than a quarter uh, to put that one away. But uh, Andrew Swinski is, I think, up to seven uh, touchdown catches on the season already, and, and he's a tough cover. Uh, I think it, last year's game was 17-14. I think it'll be higher scoring than it, than it was a year ago. Uh, both offenses are, are better than they were. And uh, these are two teams, Chittard in 3A, uh, Cathedral in 5A, that could really make some noise uh, come the tournament. And speaking of making noise, uh, I wanted to mention, too, that uh, Charlie Spiegel uh, did end up breaking the all-time rushing record, and he only needed, I think, 11 yards against Yorktown. And I know Kyle Ralph had kind of been joking about uh, only throwing him screen passes and making him wait uh, to, to get the record until next week. But uh, he gets it very early, and we knew it was going to happen. And it almost happened in the Center Grove game I covered uh, two weeks ago. Uh, he, he got really close. Uh, there was some uh, talking on the sideline. Kyle Ralph was not against uh, him getting the record in that game. Uh, Al Cooper, the athletic director, kind of kind of told him, "Hey, you know, he's getting close. You might want to, you know, let's maybe do it at home." It never got to that point because I don't think they got the ball back anyway, and they just went into victory formation when they did. But uh, but he ends up getting it at home, and now he can. Now we'll see how high he can set the record because he's got a lot a lot of season left to go now. Yeah, a lot of season and possibly a lot of postseason as well with that new pal team that is arguably one of the best in the state for sure. I mean, uh, it, it, it's going to be a wonder how far he's going to he's going to push that that record up. And it was really cool having uh, the former champ there as well, mm-hmm. uh, to, you know, to, to present with the ball and 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 we, we it was a matter of time for Charlie. That's all we yeah. all knew it uh, by last year. It was a matter of time, not it wasn't if it was when. And uh, it would have been cool if he could, you know, done it at home as well in Center Grove. But still, a distinguished honor, and for one of the best rushers we've seen come to the state of Indiana. Yeah, he's uh, uh, breaks the the old record was eight thousand one hundred and ten. Uh, so he's got a chance. You know, he could get as high as as, as ten thousand, maybe yeah. somewhere in that in that neighborhood, uh, which would be absolutely amazing uh, number to put up there. And, and Charlie, I, you know, I it's fun to watch him and and kind of get to know him a little bit because he's just such a uh 
you know, he's he's very humble. Um, you know, he, he's the kind of a record holder that I think is, you know, not that Sammy uh, Marlis wasn't, but uh, you know, he, he I think he's a he's a name people know. He, I think he does goes about things the right way. He's an extremely hard worker uh, in the weight room, uh, so he, I think he does everything you'd want uh, from a guy who's got his name on top of the record, and and probably will for a long time. It'd be hard to imagine somebody going out and and, and breaking that record. It's going to take a lot of work anyway. Uh, to be able to do that. So congratulations to uh, Charlie Spiegel, <coughs> excuse me, on, on breaking the all-time record for rushing. Uh, Logan mentioned the uh, Lawrence North, North Central game, Ben Davis Center Grove, uh, some good Mick games. Warren is at Lawrence Central. Some other, uh, a couple other interesting games, Garen Catholics at Burbuff Jesuit. And then, uh, you know, one I wanted to ask you about, HSE goes to Fishers, and Fishers right now sitting at 3-0, and Again, another uh, Hoosier Crossroads Conference team that's having a really nice season so far and, again, doing it defensively and kind of a typical Rick Wimmer style of team, I guess. That's how they like to win, you know, run the ball and uh, and win it with defense. And right now that's a formula that's really working well for for Fishers. Yeah, they're a hard-nosed football team, and and they've gotten gotten off on the right path this year, which they couldn't quite do last year. That's a team that we've seen has been building upon, uh, it seems like, season by season. Uh, they've taken care of business for the most part, uh, and 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 what is easy. Stein mentioned defensively; they don't necessarily put up a lot of points, but they're in control of almost every mm-hmm. single game that they're in. Uh, kind of a sleeper team to watch uh, in the H- in the HEC for sure. The next three weeks will really tell a lot because after this, they play this Mudsock game against uh, Hamilton Southeastern, and again, that's a great uh, rivalry game. I've covered that a couple times, and it's a huge, uh, huge crowd. Uh, used to be the season opener, and they, they've moved it to the fourth week of the season now. But then after they have that, they go to Brownsburg, and then they host Avon. So you talk about a, a key three-week stretch. That'll tell us a lot about if Fishers is, is right there with uh, these top teams yeah. in the conference, and there's no getting around it after uh, after the end of September for Fishers. Yeah, you never know what's going to happen uh, with them and HSC. You know that it's going to be electric there, though. You know those two fan bases are some of the best you have in central Indiana. So uh, that's going to be a fun one, and then – like I said, with Brownsburg and Avon coming up, you can at least split that with those two teams. I mean, that that's just a tough slate. Uh, you definitely show that you you belong with with, with some of the big dogs there because uh, we know how good Avon and Brownsburg are. So uh, we're, we'll find out a little bit more about Fishers in, in, in the week to come. But uh, whatever happens, I expect it to be a close game. Like I said, because defensively they're just so stuff. They're they're just so tough, and and really uh, they they don't seem to beat themselves. Fisher's in that sectional four with Carmel, HSC, and uh, Westfield. And Westfield, another team out of the HCC, they're sitting at 3-0 and after uh, beating Zionsville uh, last week. And, and they have uh, Noblesville this week, a game they should win. Noblesville kind of struggling along this year at 0-3. And uh, so Westfield's got Noblesville, then HSC, and then they've got Brownsburg and Avon back-to-back. So they, this is a team under Jake Gilbert. I uh, was texting with him a little bit yesterday. They're they're uh, offensively probably as good as they've been uh, in a while. Uh, uh, Camden Simons, their quarterback, is has a year of experience under his belt, and a, a young man, Eli Patchett, who's a, a, a three sport athlete, uh, which is very rare for a six A school, and he, he goes both ways on both sides of the ball. Uh, plays running back and linebacker for him, and and this is a team to look out for. It's a team that's got a, some history now. Hard to believe Jake Gilbert's been there nine years already, uh, and it's kind of built a, a really strong program there. Uh, won a state title a few years ago in uh, in five A. So uh, Westfield, a team that you know more explosive than they've been, and and another HCC team to uh, to keep an eye on. 
And they uh, last year were very, very close to knocking out Brownsburg mm-hmm. last year in, in their game. So a uh, team that, like I said, progressively has gotten better and it's one that we don't know too much about, but we know that they love to score. Mm-hmm. We, know, we know they love their offense. And we know that they're always going to put points on the board. Uh, an offensive frenzy coming from them. So it'll be interesting to see what the Shamrocks can do in the next couple weeks. Yeah, like I said, they've got HSC, Brownsburg, and Avon after this uh, Noblesville game this week. So uh, keep an eye on the Shamrocks in, uh, in out of the HCC. Uh, you know, a couple other games, Logan, Martinsville and Decatur Central play each other. That's a, it's a key mid-state game. Mid-state conference game. Martinsville got beat last mm-hmm. week, uh, so they dropped to two and one after losing to Greenwood. So good win for Greenwood, and that sets up they host uh, Mooresville this week in another key conference game. <coughs> Excuse me, Greenwood two and one, and Mooresville now three and zero. Oh. Again, Logan Mooresville did it last year, and they seem to have the same formula working for them again this year. Yeah, they just keep plugging around, keep chugging along. Excuse me, as they just they just find a way to win no matter what, and uh, they they've put it together. They seem to be on the right path. What do you have going on this week, Logan? I know you have. Uh, you guys will have a game again this week. Kind of what's up up for you guys? Yeah, coming up is going to be uh, Carmel and Pike. That's going to be the, the, the <laughs> game of the week. We're traveling out to the west side to to pick up the Red Devils and the visiting Greyhounds. Uh, I said Pike felt like uh, maybe they took away a little bit more, even from a loss against Ben Davis, than Ben Davis took from the win, but. They're riding high right now, knowing that they can, they can, they're playing good football and they can play with some of the best teams here. And uh, it was a game that was fairly close with the Greyhounds last year. So uh, Carmel has their work cut out for them. It's going to be uh, an emotionally charged game with Pike really looking for looking for the, for a big win there. And uh, it'll be it'll be real fun to real fun to be a part of for sure. No, we're going to be uh, doing some around the mix shows, I believe, starting next Monday mm-hmm. as well. So uh, keep an eye out for that. Uh, on the Mick Network, and I think we might have that on our on a, on the Facebook page uh, for Indy Star as well. So uh, be on the lookout. That's always fun to get out and talk to some of those Mick athletes uh, from various sports, and and I always enjoy that kind of getting a mm-hmm. chance to sit down with them and, and learn about them a little bit in a little bit different environment. Absolutely, there's there's I mean so many athletes that are out there doing just incredible things uh, within the Mick, and we, we always try to to highlight some of those athletes uh, that. That are, are maybe taking their talents to the next level, or have gone on and maybe won a gold medal, or mm-hmm. have you know maybe won uh, a player of the year. Uh, maybe a little foreshadowing there, but uh, <laughs> you know we we just we love talking to, to some of the coaches and the players and, and getting uh, their story even from uh, just beyond what they do in their sport. Yeah, it's a fun night. We do that at the Marriott East on uh, Monday nights, and we'll have more information coming on that. Uh, throughout as we get closer to that. But, uh, Logan, what are you most looking forward to uh, this Friday night as we get into – hard to believe it's week four already. We're almost almost to the midpoint of the uh, the regular season, which is uh, which is unbelievable. But what are, you, what are you looking forward to most this week? Uh, like I said, we'll be at Pike with uh, the Carmel Greyhounds and the Pike Red Devils, but a game I'm really interested in is uh, Lawrence North at North Central. Uh, can North Central kind of find their winning ways back? Are they going to be able to hold – Donovan McCauley at bay, and how will the Wildcats respond after losing a heartbreaker to the Bears at Lucas Oil Stadium? Uh, I, think, I think we'll find out which team uh, really wants that one more. We know North Central won it last year uh, at Lawrence North. This game going to be played at North Central. Uh, I think that that's going to be a, kind of a, a, a secretly good game. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this, seeing what happens there as well. I will be at uh, Brownsburg Avon, and uh, also, you know, like I said, hard to hard to pick between that one and Chittard <laughs> Cathedral, but uh, we'll have coverage from there as well. And also, stay tuned our Friday night uh, 
Friday Night Live. I always want to say Friday Night Lights, and it's Friday <laughs> Night Live uh, coverage. Uh, I was able to watch a little bit of that Friday because uh, my game didn't start till eight. That's a really neat uh, deal. Uh, Matt Glenesque and Justin Mack are hosting that, and uh, Clark Wade uh, doing the video on that. So that's a neat deal at IndyStar.com. Kind of they bounce around from from game to game and and kind of keep you updated on what's happening on Friday night. So again, uh, looking forward to uh, week four. And Logan, thanks for coming on with us. No problem. Thank you very much. You bet. We'll talk to you again next week. Thanks a lot.